Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. So today I want to talk about something called the 73855 rule. So I recently come across this rule, the 73855 rule, when I uh, was reading a book by Chris Voss called Never Split the Difference. It's a great book on negotiations. If you've not read it, I highly recommend it. But I just had never heard of it before. So he talked about the 73555 rule as it relates specifically to negotiations. And it was a concept that was first outlined by a psychology professor named Albert Mehabran in 1971. And I may have mispronounced his name. I do apologize for that. But since I'd never heard of the term before, I just decided to do some of my own research. And in digging into it, I thought, eh, you know, maybe I'll I'll share what I learned for you, the high-tech freedom sales podcast listener and how it applies to sales. I mean, it ultimately at the end of the day, that's what this podcast is about. So in the world of sales, right? Understanding and effectively communicating with our customers, that's paramount to what we do. You know, at the time, this was one of the most influential theories shedding light on the intricacies of communications. And I think it still applies today. The rule has significant implications really for how salespeople um, work and and how the concept revolves around really understanding the verbal and nonverbal communication cues, and ultimately how those impact our ability to build trust and rapport with uh, potential clients, customers, existing customers, and so on. Now, uh, as I was digging into this, it really just reminded me, and I kind of got excited about it, how important it is right now that we get in front of our customers face-to-face versus video or phone, right? I mean, so much of the business has shifted to more of a virtual world, but wow, nothing beats the ability to get in front of our customer in person, face-to-face, shoulder-to-shoulder, and and this is why, right? Let me make this statement. I think it's hard to do, but I I would actually much rather have five in-person meetings for important discussions versus 10 sales meetings. And a lot of it has to do with this 773555 rule. So let's start by understanding the rule and then uh, how it applies to sales. So in the research, which started back in 19 in the 1950s, it led to the development of this rule, the 73855 rule. And the rule suggests that communications can be broken down into three main components. And a lot of this won't be new to you, but you know, I thought it was interesting with how we think about it in terms of our sales profession. Number one, words, and really the verbal part of communication. This aspect includes the actual spoken word, written word, and just general words used during a conversation. In uh, the study, which was actually released in 1971, they found that words accounted for only 7% of the total impact of a message. 7%. That's I thought that was uh, surprising. I guess I knew it inherently, but I thought that was surprising. Number two, tone of the voice, vocal. 
the tone, the pitch, and inflection of the voice falls under the vocal component. And uh, the study found that this contributed 38% of the overall impact of the message being delivered. 38%. The final piece, body language and nonverbal. And they found that this was the most influential part of communication, and it was the nonverbal cues. And this included things like facial expressions, gestures, posture, eye contact. This component makes up a significant 55% of the total impact of a message. Think about that. 55%. That's over half of your message. Not what you say, not how you said it. It's your body language associated with what you're saying. Now, I'm not sure if anyone has run newer research, but I'm going to assume that those numbers more or less still apply today. So if we assume that, you know, how does it apply to sales? Well, for sales professionals, you know, applying this rule can significantly enhance you know, the ability to connect with potential clients, understand their needs, and ultimately close more deals, close more deals faster. And you know, here's how I think we it can ultimately be utilized effectively, right? So Number one, mastering verbal communications, if that's the 7%. While verbal communications plays the smallest role in conveying the overall message, it is still essential in sales. Salespeople must choose their words carefully and ensure clarity and precision in the presentation. You know, reps should be well-versed in the product and service offerings that you have and, and just be able to articulate the value propositions you know, with some confidence and you know, in a convincing way. Of course, yeah, I recommend you know, avoid that jargon. It's hard to do in our tech sales world, but avoid the jargon and just use more relatable language, which will ultimately help make a difference in effectively conveying the information or at least uh, 7% of it. Number two was uh, harnessing the power of the vocal cues. That was a 38%. You know, the tone of the voice can make or break a sales message. You know, speaking with enthusiasm, confidence, and authenticity can captivate potential clients and, and keep them engaged. On the other hand, right, a, a monotone or unsure tone, you know, could turn your customer away a little bit. You're in sales, so you inherently already understand this. But at the same time, the active listening piece is equally crucial, right? Because you have to listen to those vocal cues that your customer has so you can then mirror some of your customer's tone and pace. And when you're doing that and you're kind of mirroring or modeling, you know, it allows you to build that rapport, establish a connection, I think at a much quicker pace. The final piece, the non-verbal communications at 55%, right? Sales pros, you know, you must pay attention to those non-verbal cues and just read those cues of your prospects. And you know, you want to be maintaining open body language, uh, you know, as the sales rep, such as good posture and, you know, using good appropriate hand gestures. And, you know, and that that does help create a sense of trust and approachability. I'm assuming at this point you've heard, you know, the importance of maintaining good eye contact during the conversation. Um, but, you know, why does that matter? It just demonstrates attentiveness, right? You're listening. You're sincerely listening. You're paying attention. Versus, you know, if your eye contact is off or your display may be closed off body language, you might alienate your contact or your prospect. And you may not even know that you're doing this. That's, the, I think, the thing that I took away from this is sometimes you are not just aware of your own body language because you live in your body. You're just not paying attention to it as much. But your customer, maybe they've never met you before. Maybe they've only seen you once in a quarter, once in a year. It is so incredibly important. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever maybe practiced in the mirror? 
recorded a video of yourself speaking, uh, kind of step back and look at yourself in a kind of a third party judgmental way. When you do that, what do you see with your own nonverbal way of communicating? Flip it around, right? The most important part of this is what are you picking up from your customer's body language? How can you adjust and adapt to what their body language is saying or how they're responding to you? If you see them shifting, leaning back, maybe giving off a nonverbal message, right? Then you, know, then you can adjust and you can adapt. Uh, you just can't do that without a video call. And you definitely cannot do that by telephone. I, you know, I was thinking as I was going through some of this research, it reminded me of a meeting. This is a long time ago, but we had a good customer. We had been doing business and we, there was a new deal that we were, we were going after. And I remember we we're sitting in a meeting, sitting in his office. It was myself and I think a sales engineer. And as we're talking to this customer about the project, something in his body language was different compared to the other times he was talking about a project that we were working on together. There was all the right collaboration. We were going to get it. He wasn't saying we were going to get it. And he was talking like everything was good, but something in his body language was telling us he was not being honest. He was not being direct. It was pretty clear something was wrong with the deal. And so, you know, as a rep, the first thing I did was, you know, I had to go deeper, add some risk to the deal and then start to figure out how do we need to adjust or adapt because he didn't say it, but it was pretty clear something was wrong and we weren't getting the deal. So overall, when you are clicking and really moving on all three of these categories, you're accelerating the process of building rapport and trust with your customer. You know, can you build that rapport and trust over video or over the phone? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It just, you know, it's going to take longer and you're probably not going to get to the same depth. You know, the 73855 rule, and what I learned is it really underscores the significance of the nonverbal communications in sales, that building rapport, building the trust with the prospects. It's just, it's essential to what we do in sales. And by aligning the three of those together, you know, from a customer's perspective, their words, vocal cues, body languages, it just sets up the sales pro to be able to adjust, adapt, and provide a much more complete message that ultimately will be better received by the client. Um, so that's it today. So um, as I wrap up, if you have some experience in this area, maybe you've got some thoughts or something that you would like to share. Maybe you know somebody that's just crushing it in their sales profession. I would love to hear about it. Love to have them on as a guest on the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. Drop me a note. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.